it's your girl, Abby from the BZ Podcast. On today's episode, we meet a husband and wife brewery team located in Riverside, Florida. Meet the owners, KJ and Jill of Levin Brewing, transforming green for the better. The couple is amazing. They even met at a local beer spot and the rest is truly history. So sit back, have a beer and meet Levin Brewing. Welcome to the Be Easy Podcast. Brought to you by your hosts, Carl and Abby O'Brien and Brendan Schuff. So sit back, relax, and be easy. So in um, like uh, strict confidence, I'm not wearing any pants because, you know, it's gloom and you don't have to. So perfectly fine. I like that. Um, this is an audio-only podcast, so you are lucky. Just make sure okay. you don't stand up for the picture. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So we've had one other brewer on, and then Abby's one of Abby's best friends from high school runs um, a tap house with a brewery called West Sixth down in Kentucky. Okay. So, you know, we've learned some things, but not everything, I feel like, about beer. Um, so it's not, it's not primarily a beer podcast. No, we talk about pretty much anything. Our, our podcast. Yeah, people podcast is what we call it. Oh, Got it. Like, um, if you've ever seen, like, people of New York or, like, people of Philadelphia, you know, where they're, like, people's stories and you kind of have a conversation about, you know, what happened in their life. And we like to ask questions and then listen. So, um, it's definitely been, uh, you know, kind of exciting. And we've learned a lot of cool stuff and met a lot of cool people. And it's all been, like, six degrees of seven, Kevin Bacon, right? Like, this person, you know, this person was like, you should have these people on your podcast because they're fucking cool. So I'm just seeing that like West Six is like a tiny brewery like us at yeah. thousand followers, no big deal or anything. So <laughs> big deal. Yeah, dude. I mean, so how did the whole combination of you two start and then like blend into the beer? It was love. Just love at first sight. So um, <laughs> my brother was dating a girl at the time. You um, should clarify that you just used air quotes. Oh, yeah. I used air quotes. <laughs> he did, for the uh, record, he put up air quotes. So uh, I was the head brewer at Fort Myers Brewing down in, obviously, Fort Myers. Yeah. And it was the first and only brewery at the time. And so, like, whether it was deserved or not, I felt like I was brewing royalty when I walked into the world of beer that had also just opened in Fort Myers. Um, so my brother had called me and said, hey, I'm, I need to meet uh, this girl's uh, friends and roommates. Will you come be my wingman? I said, sure, why not? Mm. So I come walking into the world of beer, wave to my friends and, and, uh, and people who know me, you know, yeah, elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist, just like a prom queen. And, and I see uh, this girl who my brother's uh, dating, air quotes again, um, at the time. And this hot blonde leans over and says, is that him? And I could read her lips <laughs> and this girl says, no, that's his brother, KJ. Dan is the one behind. And she does this, like, oh, I like this. And I saw that. And so I sat down already knowing that came on. <laughs> me, I looked at her. You're in the wind column already. Yeah, I come in, walk in, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the, the cock of the walk. And I come, right. come up to the table and, you know, we introduced and do the pleasantries and she goes you know you really look familiar and with a straight face i said well you're very attractive i'm sure i've hit on you before <laughs> i did not know what to say and normally i'm the smart ass and so i just sat there like flabbergasted not having any words in my brain anymore so usually i'm not that like like yeah, but when you have to chug the confidence slide into you i had already i had already like been drinking at work after I got off, such a good run, a couple, three or four hours, walk into a place where I fear I have a little bit of, you know, superiority. not superiority, <laughs> but like, like I'm super comfortable. Yeah, you're in it. You're, you're in your element and then you get a softball thrown up to you. Yeah. Is, I mean, you're going to put it on a tee. I'm going to take a swing. <laughs> Sometimes it all works. It all comes together. I mean, that's just science. It's magic. So how long ago was that? Uh, that was 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Are you both born and raised in Florida? No, she's a Jersey girl. You oh, really? Are. Oh, my God. Whoa, we didn't I feel know like this. I didn't know that part. Yeah, so it's funny. Um, 
the friends we have in common. So Britt was born in New Jersey as well, like the same town as I, but she moved. And so I'm from Bricktown, New Jersey, and I escaped okay. without an accent. So Unless she says water. Yeah. water. We say water here. Yeah. She says yeah a lot. Yeah. yeah. Where's Bricktown here? I don't think I, I, don't think I know. Uh, like Seaside Point Pleasant. Up by the shore. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. So what took you down to Florida? Up the shore or down the shore? What's that phrase? I well, feel like I always say it wrong. Yeah. Up yeah. the mountains, down the beach? I don't know. Well, I think you up the shore. What, what took shore. you to Florida, Jill? Um, so my parents retired early oh. and moved to a beautiful place, said with much sarcasm, called Cape Coral, Florida. It's just like it was uh. nothing out there. It was supposed to be a housing boom, and nothing ever came of it. And so we lived in the middle of nowhere, Florida. And so... You know, I tried to escape back up north a couple of times and learned I couldn't afford it and uh, ended up at college in Fort Myers and then puts me Let's at the back. scene at World yeah. of Beer. To no. wow. Yeah. wow. And DJ, you were, you're born and raised in Florida. I am third generation Florida cracker. Wow. <laughs> Burn it. Wild. Cool. And, and us Floridians for you, you people in um, uh, Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh, cracker is not a derogatory term towards white people here in Florida. It is a term of endearment. It has to do with, uh, so most people don't know this, but Florida is the second largest cattle, cattle producer in the United States. Actually, wow. we learned that. Yeah. So fun fact for you. You're learning right your Texas? Florida knowledge, Chef. Like the more you know, right? Is that right behind Texas? I, I presume. I, I think we've beat Texas now. I think we're just behind Montana. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, really fun. Old people and cows. We do that very well. <laughs> and traffic. And Disney, yeah. yeah. Old Disney. people and cows and Disney. <laughs> and bad drivers. So, well, Jersey has that too. Okay, okay, okay. I, I have a bone to take, pick right here. All right, so everyone's like, Florida drivers are so bad. However, how many people have you met who are actually from Florida? It's yeah. That's true. true. I know. It's, 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 so it's, it's basically a clusterfuck of everyone from all over the country. I can't even do it. I, I can barely drive in Florida. I let her drive everywhere when we go. Yeah. So, so you, have, you have New Yorkers. You have Midwesterners. You have Southerners. You have, you know, every place. New Jersey, bad drivers for sure. Sunbelt is yeah. fucking yeah. And so they all come and just cluster on our, on our you know, roads looking at signs for Disney. And inevitably, <laughs> it's it's a clusterfuck. But so what's what's Disney to you being from Florida? Like, is it still cool and has a lot of draw, or you're like been there, done that? Yeah, okay, so not only did I teach him to like cats, but I taught him to like Disney World. Wow, <laughs> New Jersey, an only child. My parents and I would come down for the week, and it'd be a park day and a pool day, and we'd stay in Disney, and it'd be the whole, you know. For him, he has it was, three brothers. Yeah, it was it was everyone, you know, jam pack into the expedition at like four o'clock in the morning, drive three hours to Disney for line drop, stay there, eat hot, you know, ham and cheese sandwiches and hot water. That mom put in a backpack. That mom put in a backpack, and you will have fun because we've paid so much damn money for this. You will have fun. And yeah. then after fireworks sweated through our clothes like 17 times already then get back in the car and drive three hours back to oh, dear. all the crowded people rushing out yeah right. so right. when i first met her she's like oh i love disney i'm like yeah no we're not <laughs> going i did it her way where you like stay on property and you like go in the morning and then like when it starts to get hot you go to the pool hang out get some drinks by the pool bar once it starts to cool off you go check a show and you like there's no rush for anything and you have a little bit of time to like enjoy yourself on a vacation it was a novel idea but then i was like oh this is cool i like this and once you can drink around the world at epcot yeah i, mean, I feel like that's my always thing awesome. I'm, I'm all about the all world around the world at epcot that's the best so um we've had season passes since basically yeah. we started dating and we've been to magic kingdom seven times yeah, I, I know. Um, how are you enjoying it with the twenty five percent capacity? Have you oh, gone magic? It's been great. Like literal magic. It's, I think it's creeping back up in its numbers now. But um, okay. we were able to do like a, a little baby announcement, and people literally were like, "How? How did you rent out Main Street? Because <laughs> there's no other people no in your there? video. Wow, that's <laughs> cool. the week. It's like perfect. Yeah. yeah. For locals, yeah, I imagine. But it's open, right? I mean, the, 
There's like space in there too. It's not like you're jammed up. It's it's 55 square miles is how big. Ah, dude, I forget how large it is. It is it is like bigger than like Rhode Island, I think. Yeah, like so. forget Six Flags if that's in your mind. I'm I'm an anti amusement park person on all categories, but except you like, for Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Except for Disney World because they do it the right way. It's I call it's like it's like in golf going to the Masters. Like Disney World is the Augusta. Yeah. Are you a are you a golfer? I'm a big golfer. Yeah. I've just gotten back into it and I've gone like hardcore into it and Joanne is rolling her eyes all the time. It's good exercise. Um, Very golfy. The life of a, a the golf, golf spouse. You can't hide from it. It comes out every episode. It's good for your, good for your brain. It's mental fortitude. Uh, I actually heard it's good for young fathers. <laughs> I, I, I think so. What a drop, Chef. <laughs> yeah. Someone send this kid some beer. Get him some beers. Yeah. What's your address, buddy? <laughs> so I'll go to sleep earlier, especially now being pregnant. I'm out like light, and it'll be like two o'clock in the morning, and I'll roll over and I'll be like, Where the fuck is KJ? I walk down the stairs. He's playing golf video games. Two K oh, oh, yeah. Now you're really talking our language. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good for the mental fortitude. So when you're on the course, yeah, Chef <laughs> likes to train. I actually better wins. You know, yeah. all that. Different no, stuff. it's legit. We had um, a, we found a guy in Norway that can make the game, make courses. So we've we've had a bunch of our home courses made into the game because it's open source. Yeah, so they like design the golf course for the video game. So like we play our local. You, you have one. Well, I don't. I still have the golf club. I didn't. I didn't upgrade yet. I have the two K now. It's worth okay. it. All right. Well, I, I I haven't played any of the online things, so um, and actually I'm not a video gamer, so I'm neither are we. We just under Jilly, I'm playing under Jillian's profile, so <laughs> if we start playing, I'll be at Jilly Bay. Um, <laughs> Mine is uh, Subtle Bassoon. Yeah, uh, somebody else's system. Yeah, it's it's, it's Pedos, but that's crazy. So <laughs> I feel like we've gone complete derail. <laughs> That's I'm what, loving every minute of it. When uh, you told me it wasn't about beer, so I'm like, all right. Now you're, you're, you're doing whatever you want to do. This is what we want. This is the yeah. what. This is this is the magic. How did it get to become about beer for you guys? Beer started for me. Um, I had a photography business actually. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I was so if if we go back even further, 21 in Fort Myers. Not a lot going on. A lot of um, I am 39, so this is almost 20 years ago. Their craft beer was not a thing at all. Right. Um, the only thing that we had that was other than the the big three, the Miller, Bud, and Coors, is um, Samuel Smith Nut Brown Ale. Some imports every once in a while, depending on if you went to the cigar bar. They seemed to be the only place that had them. And then, luckily for us, we had Yingling. So Yingling was, um, you know, one of my my like original go tos because we have a brewery in Tampa. So that's why. Oh, is there? Hey, Shut yes. up! There's yes. a Yingling brewery in Tampa. That is so fun. Yeah. yeah. So actually, majority of their their can and bottle production comes out of the the Tampa location. Oh, that's wild. How long has that been there in Tampa? Twenty five years or so. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I believe it because the other facility is so old. Yeah. You know. Actually, uh, like this thing at World of Beer, when people would come to visit World of Beer that weren't from Florida, they'd be like, how, how do you guys have Yingling here? And I thought Yingling was just like along the lines of every other, like whatever beer. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, I then I learned that the, the factory was in Tampa. And yeah. A lot of people like shit on Yingling, um, but I like as far as Florida people, like it was a one of the first like gateway craft beers, you know, that kind of. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're friends with a couple of guys that are from Pottsville, Pennsylvania, like roommates in college. Uh, and it is like milk up there. Yeah. <laughs> it comes in quarts, it comes in gallons, and they used to have a thing in the side of the wall where you could come fill them up for free. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, crazy. Yeah, so, uh, but fa fast forward, um, my uncle, who he he's my uncle, but he's only like four years older than me. Okay. Uh, goes to Colorado on a ski trip and comes Ooh. back uh, with some fat tire. Wow. Mm. Okay. Uh, this is like you know, you know, twenty years ago. So they're it's 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 in its prime, right? Mm -hmm. And I try it. And I'm like, what is this? And then after that, I was all about this is real craft. This is what I want to find. And so I was a craft beer fan. We had a few places, but like I said, 
the only places that really had it was, you know, our cigar bar around us. And so I hung out there a lot and then World of Beer opened. And then as a photographer, I got hired to do um, the grand opening of Fort Myers Brewing's grand opening. Oh, cool. And, and just our first, you know, brewery um, in the area. And so showed up at the grand opening, took pictures, and I was just like um, in heaven. And uh, asked if I could come back on one of their brew days to continue taking pictures for the article that I was submitting stuff to. Okay. And about halfway through the article, halfway through the brew day, I put down the camera and just started helping. Wow. And then said, hey, can I, can I come back next week when you guys do this? Because it was only a part-time thing. Um, and they're like, yeah, if you want to be here at uh, 6 a.m. And, you know, I'm a night owl. So I'm like, all right, well. Fuck it. And so I think that first time I actually didn't go to sleep and I just like went to the brew day. Um, but uh, then I just started volunteering there and um, I worked there for about six to seven months, okay. 30 hours a week, just volunteering. Wow. I would come on the, the random days. If, if I wasn't doing something for photography in my business, I was at the brewery, um, mostly because I got to drink for free. But yeah, I, I literally worked for beer for about eight months. Wow. And then they needed their first full-time employee. And here we are awesome. eight years That's later. Cool. And what is the world of beer for those that don't know? World of beer is basically a... a craft beer bar. Craft beer bar, cultivator of craft beer. Okay. Have you been to one, Chef? I think I have. I didn't we go to one in Colorado? I don't know. I I'm pretty. Like is there one in downtown Denver? There might be now. So, yeah, but it, it, is. It, it started. It started as a Florida thing, okay. uh, and okay. I, think, I think Outback has kind of bought into it. That Bloomin' Brands. Uh, oh, really? Okay. It's become a little bit more commercialized. It's not what it was, but uh, but like hundreds of beers on tap, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah, even yeah. The and then even more in bottles. Yeah. So right. Right. I think there is one in downtown Denver because I remember there being like, like we walked in there and he's like, oh, there's over 150 beers on tap and even more than that, you know, bottled. I mean, we have tons of places like it. Is there places like Like that that have that many? over in King of Prussia, Um, they have like hundreds of beers on tap. Do they? I mean, now, not 20 years ago. Right, not 20 years ago, right. Yeah. 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 When did you, when, my, my question always for brewers is like, when did you start consciously making decisions to make the beer taste the way that you wanted it to. Like, are you taking at an understanding of what I was doing and how it affected? Right. Mm-hmm. The okay. rest. So for, for the first like bit, I was, you know, just basically just repeating a process. Somebody else's recipe, right? Yeah. Or process. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and then as you like continue to just like see it and know how it, like I would s- literally just stare th- sit there and watch a boil for for an hour and I would just watch how it works and what it does and when you add hops what does it do and like so a lot I'm super a lot of I'm the- super nerdy like so I would read everything I could find I would listen to every podcast um even if it was stuff that I that like one would say oh this is below what you like I would listen to homebrew podcast Okay. Really. I'm a professional home. I'm a professional brewer now, but like there still might be a little nugget of something, you know? Yeah. And I, no, are you in there like helping make decisions or are you helping brew as well? Me? Yeah. Oh, um, so in <laughs> opening the brewery, I was a hundred percent gung ho that I was going to be on the brew deck with KJ, but owning a small business doesn't really allow two people of sound mind to do the same task. There's and- a lot of dividing yeah so I'm um, mostly front of house um, but my so our beer story is actually yeah that's what we were just thinking what's your intro into beer yeah it's woven together really nice actually Um, I have my dad to thank my dad is like the OG craft guy there was always like beer in the fridge when I was young and it wasn't like Budweiser it was red steel ale from north coast you know some other funky stuff and my dad would come home really excited about beer, which I thought was so strange. Her, her dad was a punk rocker from the like early eighties. Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I had this punk rock dad, you know, who's really interested in Pick, craft Picked beer. her up in kindergarten with like a pink mohawk. Yeah, love it. <laughs> my dad's rad. And so, you know, I just put my dad on this pedestal, and I was like, one day, one day, I'm gonna drink beer. And so. You know, it'd be in the fridge, and I would take it out of the fridge to draw the labels. Like, oh, that's funny. Artsy. And so, you know, get it in trouble that I left the beer out, and it got warm, and Dad had right. to explain how beer works. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> to me being 21, and my first sip of alcohol, like, I was such a good kid. 
Yeah, I mean, I had, but like, I didn't drink the 421. No way. I had a, um, like a arrogant bastard. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, wow. Yeah, I ordered an arrogant bastard, and the, the bartender's like, Hey, have you had one of these before? And I was like, No, it's my 21st birthday. <laughs> And he's like, well, honey, are you sure you want this? And I was like, yes, I'm sure. Didn't I order it? Mm. You know, take a sip of it. And I'm sure my face twisted in every direction. You're like, um, I want this. I was this. not expecting it. But, um, you know, I, I grew a love for craft. The local world beer was the place to do it. You could literally say, I want cooler three, the second row down, the fourth beer to the right. And they, yeah. you know, just bring it out to you kind of thing. And so. Arrogant bastard. That takes me back, dude. I remember, like, um, the colder guys, like bringing it over and being like, oh, you can't drink this. Like, this yeah. isn't for you guys. Like, you're not allowed to have it. Right. It was like... With the pop-top bottles. Didn't they used to have those where it was like the um, the flip over the top one? Yes, the ones that you could never put back on. Right, you couldn't get the top back on, yeah. <laughs> so what, what is everyone drinking right now? I have... Uh, I'm about to get another one. Abby's not drinking. I'm probably the only one drinking beer right now. I'm drinking right. Tired Hands. Oh, I love them. Top yeah. Hands. And then I think I have alien shirts. I'm drinking Where? cranberry juice. So, so our water. hats are from Williamsport, New Trail, New Trail Brewing, yeah. which is really hot in our area right now. They crank out like two or three beers weekly in like small releases. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah the big cool. thing Follow now. They're, yeah. they're can labels. Talk about yeah. can labels and stuff. It's really cool, cool labels. But I feel like in our area now, it's all about like those those like weekly releases or like the secret beers or like, we're doing this flavor. We're doing that. Yeah, flavor. I want to get back to the beer story. Let's beer hear story. it. Go. Far up and go off into these. Like, yeah, I'm a tangent. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Um, back in. Well, so we each had our own love of craft. We meet at world of beer, fall in love, still in love with craft while together. So we, we met each other. She played hard to get for like two weeks. This is all very on. You have to, every girl has to, I did too. You have to. Yeah, yeah. We did that. And then like, after the first time we got together, she's like, well, that doesn't normally happen unless I'm in a relationship. And I'm like, Whoa, a week ago, you were emotionally unavailable. What was that? She goes, that was a lie. <laughs> okay. And then, fast forward. And then fast forward. For, so I say, Hey, will you be my girlfriend? Fast forward one year, we get engaged. Fast forward one year, we get married. And so wow. in, getting, we, yeah. in getting married, um, we moved to Tampa. We got married at Coppertail Brewing. Okay. Um, cool. How fitting. So great. And so we moved to Tampa and KJ has his interview at Brew Hub, which is a contract brewing system. They brew 96,000 barrels, barrels so, of beer a year yeah. for other people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, okay. like literally wake up honeymoon morning and KJ and I are at a job interview so that we could, you know, get our asses over to Tampa. To Tampa. Right. And so he takes a job there, doing really well at it. I was a fourth grade teacher at the time. Miserable. Fourth grade? Um, <laughs> fourth grade, yep. Wow. And, uh, life is not worth living if you're going to be miserable. So. Yeah, so I had a, I was in a new place. I was super happy with what I was doing. And then I had a wife that I would come home every single day and she was crying how miserable she was. Mm. And I said, life's too short. We'll figure it out. Just quit. Stop that. Yeah. Um, and then I said, you know, take your time, figure out what you what you would want to do. And so, uh, she goes, I would like for us to do our own brewery someday. Hell yeah. Like, well, yeah, I'm down with that too. We just got to figure out how that can happen. It took about a year of me sitting on the couch doing research and trying to really understand what we were about to get ourselves into. Um, I wouldn't have done it had KJ not had the experience that he did. He was, you know, great at brewing, had already risen to the head brewer of Brew Hub. You know, he had the technical know-how. Um, Fort Myers Brewing had one best Florida beer. Like wow. there were a lot of things that made me super confident. Like, oh, he's got the brewing end of things and we can figure out the front of house stuff. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, a year after getting married, we had keys in our hands to a, a rented strip mall parcel, and we were kind of like, oh, fuck, what did we just do? Wow. <laughs> and what? when did the brewery open? Um, so we got keys July 11th, uh, 2017. Okay. We're at... Uh, Let's see. So if you go on the Levin Brewing Instagram, you'll see that everything I do is by day. I noticed that. Yeah. So we're on day 1,246. Wow. So at day one, we had the keys. And so, you know, we've been open now for, you know, two and a half years going on three. That was fancy, right? Got to feel pretty crazy. That's a big right there. I saw it. Yeah. It's got to feel pretty crazy, like amazing to just uh, 
kind of dive in and like be able to look back at what you started at and then where you're at now? Yeah, I'm, I don't understand. I mean, maybe it was like being so blinded by love. You know, when you first get married and just like everything's great. Like you could stand poop yeah. and you'd be like, that's great. Like, yeah. I'm so in love, <laughs> like married. And we're so, how, how, how long married now? Four years? Four years. And then you hit year four. Oh, stop. But, you know, oh, like on such a high that we felt unstoppable. And so, you oh. know, took all that money we had for our first house and threw it into the business. That's cool. Nice. Lived with her parents for two years. Granted, yeah, my parents have a oh, lot wow. to do with this. Um, they gifted us money for a home, um, you know, like a down payment, whatnot. And uh, we had a very serious conversation one day and said, uh, how would you feel if we took this money and we invested it into a brewery instead? And moved in with you. And so my dad was like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was just like, it's oh, kismet. No, this is not, uh, n- no. <laughs> they, they basically paid you to move in. Pretty much. Yeah. Does he have his own beer now, KJ? Uh, he's so had a couple He's beers. had a couple. So <laughs> here's a, a, a funny and sad story at the same time. So Jillian... So our flagship IPA is called Good Boy Bailey IPA. Jillian grew up with this uh, West Highland Terrier that was like 100 years old. He lived forever. He was literally 17 years old. Wow. And in the middle of us, me brewing my first IPA, uh, we had just opened and I had an entire like bomb ass name. It was going to be a great little marketing plan and all this different stuff. And they had to put Bailey down. Uh, and so that morning, you know, the doctor came and picked up the dog and, you know, um, Ray, Ray comes into the brewery and he's just dad. like, yeah, her dad, Ray, um, comes in. He's just, you know, He's had this dog for, you know, 17 years and he's just like very introspective and, and he goes, you know, it's, it's, uh, almost kind of coincidental that, uh, the day that you're making your IPA for the first time, you know, it's coming into the world as Bailey left the world. Do you mind naming the IPA after the dog? Oh my goodness. I was supposed to say, you know, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. so so good boy, good boy, Bailey. Because every time everyone's like, oh, what's good boy Bailey about? Is that your dog? And I'd be like, (laughs) oh God. (laughs) So it's like, that was the worst idea. Wow. (laughs) But now you can look back and it's not. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. So that was our number two or one seller, depending on the week. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. You got in there and brewed that one. What were some of the other first brews? So, the first two beers that I did was that. Oh my gosh. Well, we have to tell you why we only had two beers in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're awful people. We had to put, we're not awful people. Our response was awful. Our response was a little awful. We were awful. Um, So, we were supposed to open up in February. Okay. And put all the promotional material out there, you know, blasted it on the Instagram. Jillian had already had like a million followers. Um, not really. Um, but like well, at everyone. At least a thousand. At least a thousand. So um, Jillian had put all this stuff out there and all we were waiting for. So Tico is our natural gas company down here. Okay. And they were giving like these big, huge rebates if you went from um electric to natural gas for the hot water heaters right and so hot water is a very important part of the brewing aspect a lot of breweries will have a hot liquor tank where it's just a big vat of 170 degree to 180 degree water um they were doing this thing where you could have up to four on-demand instant hot water heaters right and so one of the things that smaller breweries our size will do is they will daisy chain okay uh, a couple of these hot water heaters together okay. and you can get 10, 15 gallons a minute at 185 degrees. Right. Um, but they're kind of expensive. So basically Tico was giving us like basically $20,000 in order for us That's to like a rebate to, to as, go with yeah. them for the deal. Right. Okay. So the only caveat was we had to use one of their certified um, installers. installers. So we went with the first guy. First guy was way too expensive. Second guy uh, finally gets around because he's their main guy. He does all their stuff and comes, gives the price. Price is right, right in the money. And uh, he goes, unfortunately, it's going to be six weeks out. 
And so we start doing a bunch of math because, you know, you brew and then in a two week turn is when the beer is possibly maybe the most ready it could be. So right. days turn around. Yeah, so, so this is like, back in like November time, right? So mm-hmm. grand opening February. All right. We can make this work. So January comes around first, first couple weeks of January. And uh, he, he, this guy, let's say his name's Joe. Uh, Joe's supposed to meet, meet me at uh, seven o'clock in the morning Saturday. Seven o'clock in the morning, Joe does not show up. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, I'll give, I'll give him a little bit. 30 minutes go by. I start calling him. Hey, Joe, where you at? Fast forward another 30 minutes. Hey, Joe, I'm here on a Saturday. What's going on, dude? You know, we've been on your books. We talked last week. You're supposed to be here. We have a grand opening. All right, we have a grand opening. We have to get brewing. Really need this. Another hour goes by. Joe, what the fuck, dude? Like, oh my God. Pissing me off. I don't know what to do. Hang up, right? So... I call my Tico guy, no answer. I'm like, yeah, it's Sunday, it's Saturday. So Monday comes by. I hit him up first thing in the morning. Call the Tico guy, like, yo, what's up with your boy Joe? Fucking no call, no show. And he goes, uh, J- Joe died Friday night. Oh, Christ. Ah. Oh, my God. No oh, way. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. And so I'm oh. sitting there. Isn't that the worst, dude? That's so, I'm like, oh, such an asshole. He's like, yeah, we're, we're pretty close friends. I'm, I'm pretty shook up about it. What the fuck? And I said, uh, "All right, I'm, I'm I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, Could you delete all the?" But, but we are opening February. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with my fucking hot water heaters now? And so, and it, we we had to get a third person to come in, and that pushed us back six weeks. And so we had to push back the. Because the timelines are very stringent for the types of beers, right? Like, like there's only certain types of beers that can be made within that couple weeks span. Yeah, I mean, to say people were like, hey, when's this beer going to be on? Like, oh, I made that yesterday. So is it on now? No, it'll be on in two weeks. Right. Or, you know, so ales and lagers. So uh, to break it down, uh, you have basically two main categories. You have ales and lagers. And then everything else kind of breaks down further into like a family tree after that. Okay. Ales are fermented warmer and ferment much faster. And you get a lot more characteristics out of the yeast. Lagers are fermented colder, take much longer, and they're very clean and neutral. Okay. okay. So, but many things, you can have a lot of different types of lagers. Um, unfortunately, when people think of lagers, they just think of, you yeah. know, Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, Yingling. But there's there's black lagers and hoppy lagers and all, all kinds of different stuff. And same thing with, like, not all ales have to be, you know, dark brown and, like, right. hops. So, um, so you can play with a lot of different things. But, yeah, so for the longest time, we were just ales. But depending if they were dry hopped or right. okay. you know, cold fermented, they could take anywhere from – I would say that, that – the quickest grain to glass for us is about uh, 10 That's days. That's a cool phrase. That is a cool grain phrase. Grain to glass. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It should be on a t-shirt. Yeah. TM so, that one. Yeah, yeah. You can put that on a t-shirt. Um, that, uh, that's about 10 days. And okay. then our longest beer now is probably about 30 days now that we've gotten into lagers. Okay. 30 so, to 40 days, depending on the lager. And what's the hop situation down there? Like, I feel like some of the people we've talked to in the industry, it's, you know... It's like, oh, well, my first year I had to order this amount to see what, you know, only good hops come in this time of year. Or if I'm making this beer, like, so how long did it take for you to get to the cycle? Because I see now you've got, like, how many beers on there? Seven, eight, nine, ten different beers going right now? So we have 12 on at all times. Okay. Uh, wow. and from That's a lot, of- right? For, I mean, I feel like yeah. for a small brewery operation, that's a lot, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then from the very beginning to now, we've probably done 70 different types of beers. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, we're always switching it up. But the, the hop situation can get dicey, especially if you want the cool hops. Right. right. So, cool and you like partner with people on like split like harvests or pounds, right? I remember our buddy Randy that we had on talking about it being like quite the situation to like get a hold of the really like you said. I'm doing air quotes now. Cool hops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the cool kid hops like uh, Galaxy Citra. You know, those are the the two ones really right now that are kind of hard to find. So hot right now. So hot. So hot. It's like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that cancel it's so hot right now. Uh-huh. Every time I can't, I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, like, my bad. <laughs> that was good, Chef. That was your fault, bro. That's all right. Yeah, I just I started thinking about a Dare League program that I was going to do at uh, 
<laughs> Dancing in the gas. Yeah. Um, My bad. I, I did want to do a, a beer called Blue Steel, but oh, I would love beer. that. For those who, Citra. Yes. Uh, Citra, Galaxy, uh, Mosaic. These, these are some of the hops that um, are very over-the-top citrus, um, passion fruit, orange, melon kind of kind of noses and tastes that are that are tough to find but um because that affect what you make like because some stuff's not available like i mean i guess you only have certain resources so you can only make certain beers right yeah so and also at the same time we're we're much smaller so like when i was the head brewer at brew hub like one of the beers that we would uh, make called Pseudo Sue, which is a citra dry hopped pale ale, that would take 400 pounds of citra hops. Jeez. Oh, okay, right? wow. Per batch. Seems like a lot. But because I only do five barrels, that, that same dosha, uh, dosing, I only need like seven pounds per batch. Okay. It's just like going to Costco, like you don't really need that many boxes of mac and cheese when you're as small as us. Right. But then like you can't just buy a single box of mac and cheese for your family. So you have to go and buy your family 700 boxes of mac and cheese if that's what your kid wants for dinner. There's never enough mac and cheese. <laughs> I fucking love mac and cheese. That analogy is awesome. Uh, but So when we're talking about So Hot, this name Levin Brewery, how did that come about? Good question, Shuff. That nerd. That's how. Because Abby, who dropped the knowledge? Was it you, Shuff, when we were talking earlier? Yeah. They like, were like, what's something funny? to do with bread. I'm so smart. <laughs> so, yes, it does. But also, as a uh, noun, it is a transformative substance that causes something to change for the better. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So, um, like our, our tagline is Levin Brewing transforming grain for the better Ooh, i like that is that on a t-shirt uh it, it's been on a couple because yeah, i mean like grain could choose to be a lot of things it, it could be bread could be bread That's i, mean, I like bread you know? love bread I love so i did see a um a meme one day that every loaf of bread is a tragic story of grain that could have been beer but didn't <laughs> wow so. That's funny. i mean i like bread but i definitely like beer more than bread it's more gooder sure so so brewery's been up for three years tell us about like i don't know some highs and lows i mean obviously this year has highs and lows at least you're in florida though yeah Yeah. so i i would say that like i feel bad for some of um other states because we we we've went through it um but we're we're doing okay yeah. Um, cool. yeah. I mean, COVID was a super low, low for us because, you know, you're, you have this thing that you built and it was almost like it wasn't yours anymore. It was someone else's to toy with and play with and say what happened to it. Um, you know, so we're trying to follow the rules and be COVID aware. We're mad at the same time. So we're kind of like, fuck the man, we're going to do this anyway. And yeah. You know, threatening liquor licenses and it just was this big fat mess yeah it's it's hard to on one hand i have 12 families that are dependent on my business right pay their bills right yeah and on the other hand i want to keep everyone safe and you hear like the hardest part about i think 2020 is before we used to all agree on like the facts and just right like argue about what's the best way to to handle these situations yeah. now we can even agree on what a fucking fact is i think it's really tough to like like have a you can't stand on this like rock of like okay i've i've, I've read the facts and this is what i choose because yeah. you don't even know what's what's left and what's right. You make a decision and, now, yeah. And, and so it, it's tough like that when you're trying to balance those those two things. Um, so you know, we've always done what the CDC recommends for our business. Um, we do. Uh, we follow our state and local guidelines, and we were super super lucky to have built the community around us because we're kind of in the burbs. So we were we were to go only for three months. I don't know. Forever. Yeah. For three months. Wow. We we had, um, we had people who would show up every single day and buy two or three or four crawlers. Um, 
We had people who would come in and just give our bartenders $50 and not even buy anything because wow. we that community. We had like the, the like give back we got from the community was second to none. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're to go only, and we have this system in place where you can place orders online. And there was a little blurb at the bottom that was like notes. And it, I wrote something like, tell us a fun fact. And, you know, people would be, you know. Turtles random, can breathe out of their butts. Yeah. Random fun yeah. facts. It would keep us entertained throughout the day because there were like two of us in the building just crawling up beer. And then right. someone walk in, grab beer and leave. And it was not the tap room we know. Yeah. It's COVID. You know, there are closures all around us. Shutdowns, like, coming layoffs luckily we didn't have to do that we were one of the few breweries in florida that did not have to fire anyone wow you know we had increased sales there was an aluminum can shortage where like every brewery in the world needed also needed crowlers yeah and then you had you know coca-cola and budweiser buying up all the cans because you know that's the only way they're making money right and so you know fast forward to a day we have a, a mug club member named jared weems shout out to jared Jared. Uh, uh, Jared. So he, he leaves a little note at the bottom of the ticket. It, it rolls through and tickets a lot longer than a couple of crawlers. So we're all like, someone just ordered 40 crawlers. What's going on? He left us a message and I'm going to read it really fast. Oh, let's hear it. The super low, low of COVID. And then we get this super high, high of a paragraph written by a guy who is in the mug club and just frequents the brewery. He says, super cool. Once upon a time, in a town near you, there was a humble little place that welcomed all, regardless of their age, race, sex, religion, political views, sexual orientation or preference, or views on society. This place became a home to saints, sinners, and commoners alike. The people who built this place of comfort were two of the humblest of all found in existence. These two became the leaders in a community of believers in the existence of good and friendship, surrounded by a world in chaos." This place is an escape from reality and feels like a warm hug just when you need it. So when life gets tough and you need something a bit more than what this world has to offer, come to Levin to be welcomed, accepted, respected, and cared for. Wow. Wow. I have like chills. I fucking love (laughs) small towns and I love people getting together to save things they love. Yeah. Yeah. So cool, dude. So cool. And I also saw, made some good commercials out of this whole thing too. Not taco tacos. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, their Instagram's been fire. Did you buy a food truck? Yeah, t- Did you buy a food yeah, truck? So um, part of this whole ridiculousness, um, I'm not sure how it is up y'all's way. It's somewhat similar. But, but in Florida, for some reason, if you're having a beer, right? Yeah. You're gonna catch COVID. If you got a plate of fries next to your beer, good to go. You have or the an uncrustable. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. So, um, and the, the type of license that you had to have was called a 509 license. So we actually did a collaboration with one of our other breweries called 509 or Die. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so basically throughout all this, during um, a shutdown, where we've been shut down at the time, more days than we had been opened, and right? Down sales the only way to be opened was if you were to invest a bunch of money into opening a food concept when you never had to do that before. Because that's yeah. what everyone can afford to do during yeah. COVID. So um, luckily in a previous life, I had been the manager of Aguanamia and then also Casa Loco Mexican restaurants for about right. a period of seven years. And I wow. said, fuck it, let's just do a taco truck. Cool. And um, for about a month, and a half, I was KJ the Taco Chef. That is really fucking cool. Yeah. Here's that night and serving tacos. But the first night, yeah, I said, "Hey, if you want our marriage to be successful, get off this truck. I love you." (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because it's not that way with the brewery. No, our communication is stellar. Yeah, so good. But on that freaking food truck? Nope. No way. Being in the kitchen's no joke. And I, can't yeah, I feel like me and Abby are like that. She's like, no. Or she'll be like, chop this and then I'll come back. Like, <laughs> we won't stay in the kitchen during the time that we're working. So the food, the food truck's now part of the biz. Now part of it. Like, that's so cool we, though, right? I mean, that's it. And uh, so we started with the tacos and we didn't really know what we were going to do. And I said, well, I want to do other stuff too. And Julian goes... To like taco, not taco. And so like, we can serve tacos. So we can serve tacos and not tacos. And not tacos. People are like, well, what's not taco? Anything that's not a taco. So like, if, if you want meatloaf and mashed potatoes, that's Ooh, not 
right? So like whatever. So fast forward, we have taco, not taco going, um, a couple different not taco options. We decide we're going to do a Mexican lager um, ah. here, right? And what do we call it? Not, not taco. taco. Yeah. I like that. Taco Mexican lager. It came yeah. out and it's actually like our number three seller right now. Really? Ah. I feel like when one of my last corporate gigs where I went to an office like every day, we worked next to like a Mexican restaurant. Like it was a Mexican place next to us. And I, they used to drink, what was the, what's the main Mexican lager that's like, uh, Modelo, Pacifico. Yeah, Modelo. Yeah, yeah, Modelo, okay. Modelo. But like when people think like Mexican lager, they're like Corona. I'm like, no, fuck Corona. Corona's disgusting. Yeah. But like Modelo, Modelo is delicious. Great. The Decate shop with the lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So. They're like the red cans. Yeah. I love tacos so much. Yeah. I can't imagine just making beers tacos and eating tacos. Well with beer. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. So in the midst of COVID and people acquiring 509 licenses, not everyone had a food truck. Some people were just building out mini kitchens behind the bar. And oh, wow. And a restaurant if you literally have a way to heat up food and a place to store it. Like, it's ridiculous. Wow. You can have a microwave and pretty much be a restaurant. That's crazy. So, you know, they were pulling out the stops and, you know, ha- half of everybody has some kind of pizza concept. Yeah. And other people are heating up hot pockets to make it work. Yeah, we've we've so been served. We get cheese and pepperoni. Cheese and pepperoni. We've been served uncrustables. Uncrustables. Yeah. Um, hot chips, dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. Someone even served like a plate of cheese puffed. <laughs> cheese puffed. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a brewery in our area. It's, it's you know? sardines and oh. Vienna sausages. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we figured if we're gonna do it and like roll in. Yeah, we, go for it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna go for it. So. Hell yeah. That's super cool. Hard. I mean, I guess you, can, you have some outdoor space. We have very little outdoor space. We have space, little. Um, okay. But uh, got to build up then. Yeah. So uh, that that would be the ideal situation. I mean, but it gets cold in Florida. Like right now, you're gonna oh, look. We were just talking about this. <laughs> it does not get cold in Florida. It's 46 right now. That's that's fucking cold. Yeah, I've been in Tampa when it was like 29. When it's 46, it's so cold. It's 46 I'm about in Pennsylvania. We play golf. And we wear winter hats. They do. And uh, you just say you're about to put pants on. It's so cold. I'm about to put pants on. Oh my so. god! So I I golfed on Saturday. Uh, it was cold this was week. Cold. Yeah, I know. Or Sunday because Saturday is pouring down rain. Yeah. Sunday it was 36, but it's real feel of 31 with the wind chill. These guys are nuts. I mean, yeah. four layers of shirts on, pants, long socks. Bring them like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had two gloves. Get put my arms down. Yeah, I think I missed the ball in the first tee on the first tee box. I think I missed it. I didn't. I mean, obviously, I didn't warm up oh at all. I didn't hit any balls. Just right. So, so like, like, what kind of golfer are you? Are you like a, a good uh, golfer? I'm a poor golfer. Shuff is Shuff is a friendly golfer. Yeah, um, you'd love to go out and play with me. And he's great to play with. But maybe not be my partner in a gambling. No, we're okay. I'm like a uh, Carl and I are good together. I'm a ten handicap, and Shuff's like a twenty handicap. And Carl brings the best out of me, though. So when we play together, I can, together, yes, I can. Do uh, yeah. Well. So you, you're in your 90s. You're in like the low 80s. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You get in the 70s often, or every once in a while. I've done it every once in a while. I think this year I did it two or three times. I'm a hole in one kind of guy, though. That's oh, favorite. here we go. Kind yeah. <laughs> of talk about that. Have you had a hole in one? A f- two. 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 Wow. In like the last year, November and what May? No, I forget. The November? other one was in the summer because it was November and June. Yeah, or you can't, you can't really say in the same year coming up soon. It was but. all that video gaming that did it for you. Exactly, it must, it must have been the video gaming. Or you know that he plays like four days a week. No. But. Not anymore. So uh, it was my birthday last week. Mm. Turned thirty nine. Oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Wife, thank you. My wife and my mother in law. Uh, I get a phone call from uh, the place where I got my clubs fit earlier on the year. I just got some Ping five uh, i five hundreds. Oh, yeah! I'm super excited about it. Everybody's um, big Ping guys now, Bear. They're like the cool clubs to have now. Yeah, I guess so. Well, they have the 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 Ping i five hundreds that look like forged clubs, but they still have a little bit of. Right, they look cool. Yeah, they look. You didn't awesome. get the gunmetal black ones, did you? I did not. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm not that cool. So, so, however, for my birthday, I get a phone call from One Stop Golf Shop, and uh, he's like, someone who really loves you just bought you a driver. Oh. And so I get the new ping driver, too? 
So I just got the new G410. Oh boy! Oh. Yeah, but the oh. G10 Plus. I'm excited. You need to go out and play nice. a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's the one Biz has. A couple of our friends have it. They love that golf. You're you're feeding the beast. You are feeding there, the golf Joe. beast. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Now we need to have so we need to have KJ back just to talk golf for a whole episode. Yeah, let's do it. Well, like, is Deshambo ruining the game of golf, or is he just bringing it to the next level? You know, pushing people. In a different direction. If, if it depends on who you're listening to, um, but I think it's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm like, it's like a crazy. We're piece. gonna go to a girl's topic for a minute. Okay, go ahead. I'm struggling. I'm struggling uh, with the no beer drinking. I was with gonna ask, no beer what are you yes. drinking right so now? We're Jill? both pregnant and can't drink beer. I mean, I've sipped some beer. I'm sure you have. Um, but what's it like working in a brewery where you can't even sample? You know, it's it's not as frustrating as I thought it would be because, like you, I mean, I sip beer. Yeah. Like you know, drinking anything that does anything. Um, but I, I do get questions all the time. Like, um, KJ put the new lager on. I hadn't had it. I told my bartender, uh, to go pour me a, pour me a sample. And he goes, how many weeks are you? And I wanted to slap the man across the bar because like, do not question. I'm not going to harm myself. This one is the best, but I've been drinking Heineken zeros. Ah, it is the closest to beer I've had. I've also had Athletic Brewing. If you look them up, they're craft um, NA beer, but they come in at like 0.5% alcohol. And I don't know, they just didn't do it for me. Something about Heineken Zero does. So I'm going to have to give it a try, especially with the holidays. I need something to sip on. Need to. We were at a party and a girl actually grabbed one and was drinking it <laughs> and she had like half of it down and she had no idea yeah wow and i said hey you know that's my pregnant wife's uh, non-alcoholic beer right and she goes wait what what and she had no idea so so do you have those stocks at the brewery now <laughs> you have heinekens um i just reached out to my distributor and i was like hey uh do you have the stuff it's like a drug pool now <laughs> That's great. Keep a few stored in the back. So tell us, like, what's going on in the front of the house? Oh, boy. So I am so grateful. Um, so people have not picked up. I am pregnant. Um, and I feel like I'm losing it. Like, being pregnant's not easy. I'm normally, like, the one bouncing around the tap room, drinking beer with everybody. And now I'm a little more reserved, honestly. It sucks not being there as much as I, you know, can be. But I have an awesome front of house manager named Trent, and he is like the boy version of me. He's not as good as me, obviously, but like yeah, obviously. he's almost there, you know. Um, and Close so second. I have Trent there, and uh, the tap room's kind of just running a little bit back to usual. But I mean, things are just still so strange, you know. We're doing a a mug club event here soon called the Chili Elephant, and so it's a chili cook-off and a white elephant gift exchange for the whole day. Oh, cool. And it's like, it's so fun. It is like one of the best days of the year, but I have this like guilt of I'm gathering people. Yeah. How do I do it safely? And what precautions do I need to put in place? And so I have all these weird, crazy parameters that it's like, I don't know, front of house just kind of sucks. Like A, I can't be the guest. And then B, that many people shouldn't be there. And it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for this COVID bullshit to be over. Oh yeah, I feel like we all are. Yeah. yeah. How how um how did the logo come to be? I feel like that's the other question I have to know before we start getting into logo. um the original logo. I Jillian and I were so uh, I was in the photography business, and right. when Jillian and I first met, so my uncle owned a music recording studio and had like this big huge warehouse um, that he rented out to different bands. And then there was a large studio in the middle that wasn't soundproofed that he couldn't rent to anyone. So basically I lived there. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. Yeah. So, and so as a single man, it was great because I got to know all these bands. I would like get off from my brewing job and then go listen to all these bands practice and that like played at all the circuits all around us. So wow. um, it was Pretty cool for me. Julian didn't realize exactly what it was when I said, oh, I live in a studio. She <laughs> learned quickly, though. That's a well-played pun. Yeah. And uh, so one of the, the bands that uh, I was friends with, he's a graphic artist during the day. Okay, cool. Josh Noom. And 
Jillian was trying to come up with logos. She went on to some like 99 designs type thing, got her first one. It was pretty basic, right? It got a business card to start off. And then we were getting close to like actually like needing something for like marketing materials. And I had said, you know, uh, my my friend Josh does graphic design. And she's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) And then um, I'm like, no, seriously, like, and I had said this multiple times. And I'm like, babe, look at his stuff. And he's got like 59,000 followers. Like he's done stuff in like, like Miller High Life. And like, he's like, good. Yeah. And, uh, and then she goes, oh, wow. Like he really does this. I'm like, that's what I was telling you. (laughs) And so wives have this thing to where they just like discount some of our thoughts sometimes. Minus half a point. Yeah. And so uh, he sat down, or not sat down, but over text message, kind of, they went back and forth. And we had our little iPad, and he would, like, draw some sketches, and then Jillian would, like, be like, no, I've got more like this. So it was really a lot of Jillian just saying, I like this, and then him taking that and then putting that together. Um, And so it was a great foundation that he created for us. But, like, honestly, he's... He's too, He's too big for us. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he, d- he did it as a favor for us. Oh, wow. Um, and so he gave us this original d- design package. And, and, it, then... and it was great. And it got us through, you know, one and a half years of mm-hmm. needing stuff. But then the day comes where you're like, oh, I need T-shirts. And I need... Right. Cars. I need all this. Yeah. He, he just couldn't be that person to constantly you know be doing work for us fast forward um we have a friend justin uh he awesome super like justin peterson art art, look him up yes at justin peterson on instagram yeah um let's have him on the podcast you should you should my god he is great like he can talk all day about art and tiki drinks and other random I like tiki st- drinks as well. Oh, he yeah. is he He's is a tiki fantastic aficionado. Um he, I don't even know it. It kind of happened organically where I was like, I need a favor. And then he went and took the the package that Josh Noom designed and he reworked it into his art style. Okay. So now we're on Pretty Justin's yeah. yeah, Justin's art. So page. so like he created fonts for us where like we can type out like our like in eleven font. Yeah. That's cool. And Does like, he help with the creative process for the merchandising as well? Oh, yeah. I yeah. called him today and I was like... Oh, I love that. We definitely have him on. We need hats. Yeah. You can design the hats because I don't want to design hats. Yeah, so now we just have him on a retainer and we pay him like $2. A million dollars a month. $2. Wow. All right. You do have a huge merch problem. No, I love merch. I feel like I said to me and a couple of my buddies, like, we got into the beer scene, you know, probably... 10 years ago or so and i probably have like 200 brewery you shirts through all your t-shirts yeah we we buy <laughs> but i was like merch. my buddy's like you can't it's a beer shirt like you can't throw away the beer shirts so my problem is i had a shit ton of beer shirts before i owned my own brewery mm-hmm. right and i had those shirts at a size large he ain't a size large anymore <laughs> Happens. You, you put that, that little. Blanket. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. The t got a little dirty, you know what I mean. So there's an extra yeah. of it now. So the extra large is is what I've I, I've worn. It house. happens to the best of us, sir. And <laughs> I have an entire like closet full of shirts that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna lose the weight. And yeah, I'm gonna lose weight. So. Maybe motivation. Maybe yeah. someday. I After think we're, we have one or two more questions before we close. But um, tell yeah. us tell us about kind of the future. Yeah, what's Eleven. next or what's what's, what's, coming, what's coming soon? Up? World domination. <laughs> pinky, pinky in the brain. World. <laughs> no. Um, uh, the next two big steps on the brewing end is uh, actually talked with our uh, potential distri- – not potential. It's who we're going to go with. Uh, we have a distributor who's um, been courting us for a year and a half. Oh, Six. for cans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for, awesome. for keg, kegs too. For kegs. Ooh. Uh, and so, so we've been like, no, we're not ready. No, we're not ready. No, we're not ready. We just expanded our glycol system, and now we're we're kind of ready. So ready. Uh, we'll be some limited distribution. And then we also cool. bought a small canning line. So we'll have six packs for sale in the tasting room along with our crawlers. And um, pretty big snaps. 
Yeah, those are big steps. So we're going to stop there and accomplish them. And then yeah. we'll see what's after that. Yeah. Awesome. Is that like making it for, for a small brewery, like being able to distribute in cans like that? Is that like a big deal? So it's, it's more of that, like the way I look at it, it's more just advertisement. So your okay. on cans are nothing compared to what you sell in taste room. We're also never going to be on like uh, grocery store shelves. We're just right. big enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, when you talk about having made it, um, this is almost kind of boastful, but our brewery's small. We have a lot of friends who have bigger breweries and they're doing rad things. They're brewing with people in Sweden or, you know, they're opening multiple facilities. Their production facility is a thing in itself. However, they've come back to us and said, I really wish we were doing what you guys are doing. Yeah. Because so my, my definition of made it is my wife is pregnant and she's throwing up and she doesn't have to go to work if she doesn't want to. Oh awesome. yeah. So. And then we're going to, you know, have the time to raise a badass little brewery, babe. Right. Yeah. Super cool. A baby of the community. And, you know, we'll get to travel every once in a while and have our community back home at the brewery. And I mean, that's all we really want. Yeah. Anyway. So like, so, I, I don't, I don't need, yeah, I love it. You know, a huge mansion on the hills overlooking, you know, the cliffs of California. Like, yeah. cool, sure. Um, but uh, it's it's more about a a lifestyle we're trying to reach where we can just enjoy what we do. I love that. I think that's everybody's goal, right? Like, to close it out. And then I have one more question. We're starting a new trend with you guys, but... I'm just laughing at our dog. Yeah, our dog's <laughs> up on his back right now, like, staring at me with his wiener hanging out. <laughs> It's like fuzzy, weird looking. That lipstick away, boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the goal, right? To be able to take care of a family, yeah, and feel comfortable, and um, you know, support people, you know, that you love doing what they love. So, love doing what yeah, I agree. That's probably the best answer I could have asked for mm -hmm. to Abby's question. But so we used to do, what was your last Amazon delivery? Was always our question, and we had like a mini combo today, and we were like, we should probably support like small businesses local businesses like it's a lot more fun you know let's get some other names out there um so we're gonna ask today our last question will be uh, what was the last oh okay was so the last local business you used but i'll also take your last amazon delivery i didn't even see what was in this box what's in there <laughs> oh straws that have flamingos on them oh i love Ooh. that oh my god this is such a winner a tiki uh, tablecloth. Love what that. What are planning for? Is this a baby shower? I'm doing a V tiki Christmas party for my staff. Oh, oh that's cool. That's cute. A mele kaliki maka. And we're going to do like that. a blue of pork and mix some cocktails that I can't have. And mocktails. Oh, mocktails. You know, good, uh, watch tacos. The full Tiki Amazon delivery. And then why don't we give a small business a shout out besides you guys selves and anybody you guys use? Small business shout out. So do you want, oh, wait, no, hold on. Now we need to show What you is that? They're coconut bowls. Wow. Are they bowls that look like coconuts? Are they actual coconuts that were made in? <laughs> oh. Is that a real coconut? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow, they look great. Bring Just so everyone up. knows, they're over his chesticles. <laughs> I lay between my ladies. Um, so are you looking for um, beer-related small? Because anybody. Anybody that you you guys use locally that you'd love to give a shout out. It have been out. like where you got coffee yesterday. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to go not local, small business, and beer. Um, there's a girl, and she has this business called Girls and Craft. Find them on oh, cool. Instagram, Facebook. And it is a bunch of, like, girl-oriented beer swag and it's just really yeah. cool and so it's like women supporting women kind of thing and she has reached out to me I don't know how many times just to check in on the brewery to see how things are going her story about how she got her clothing line started is really cool and she has all that documented on Instagram um girls what girls in craft girls in craft we've had more we've had more uh I feel like girl beer guests than we've had guy beer guests well that's so. neat Okay. That's interesting for us, I feel like, right? I mean, yes. true. Yeah, it might be even actually. Even. At this point. Is it even? Is it two and two? Oh, right. Because yeah. Caitlin, yeah, that's yeah. right. Two and two. All right. Well, yeah. we're equal opportunists. The girls have been more fun. No offense, fellas. I mean, well, duh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Though. KJ's stories are pretty good. 
It's good stories. I'm, I'm feeling like a, a trip to PA is going to be a necessary thing when traveling allowed. Come on up. We live up. coming to visit you in Tampa. Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to come for sure. And we should do a beer trade. If you guys have anybody you like East Coast that you can't get, let me know. And we'll do like some mail swap. We got to get one selfie though, guys, for the, Ooh, for the promotional You got to get your Heineken out. I'm oh, man. My zero zero. Make sure there you the, go. You got to make sure the shirt's showing. There you go. Oh, yeah. Get the logo. Chef, do something cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got that with Chef's weird pointy finger. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. You threw me on the spot. Wait, where I, do I put my hands? I never know what to do with them. He's just drinking cranberry juice, drinking to dream by... Uh... Chef's not a huge... And thanks for coming on, guys. I super appreciate it. Yeah, he is. I appreciate you guys coming on. It was so cool. It was a good time. We made it to the end of another episode of the Be Easy Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this session as much as we did. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your friends so we can get the Be Easy message out to the world. If you're on Instagram or Facebook, check us out there. And as always, please leave us a review. If you're interested in joining the show, shoot us a DM or email us at beeasypod at gmail.com. Until we meet again, let the good vibes flow and be easy.